This episode is sponsored by Major Aprons. Major Aprons are high-scale protective wear made made of see-through vinyl and chain designed to protect your clothes while also showing off your outfit. I have the iridescent Major Apron at the salon, and I am obsessed with it. Uh, You can use my code. It's HairXHunter at checkout for 10% off of your entire order. That's HairXHunter at www.hairlosangeles.com for 10% off your entire order. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Break Room Banter. It's a hairstylist adjacent podcast where each week, two friends who happen to be hairstylists break down our weeks in the break room. I'm your host, Hunter Walden, joined as always by my lovely co-host, Anna Schrader. And today we are going to focus on some self-care and talk about how Hunter and I practice self-care. Take care of our bodies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um we thought of this topic because are you comfortable sharing yeah yeah oh. so um unfortunately we'll just we'll include it in our rose and thorn there you go <laughs> a, big, <laughs> a big thorn this week is that i got hit with the um you know what and um if you know you know yeah and I, I honestly was it was kind of like a badge of honor a like a little bit of pride that I had yet to get the virus and I I was really proud of it and I'm like yay I've dodged it for two years and then um boom got hit <laughs> now what's your fun fact gonna be <laughs> my fun fact yeah Hi, I'm Anna, and I have yet to have COVID, but I can't even say that. I'm no longer a co-version. <laughs> I love that. So what is your um, rose this week? Okay, so I have been in quarantine, and I guess my rose is that I'm fine. I made it through. And I, like, for everyone, it there was a moment of, like, I guess realizing that like this virus that I'm affected with right now has killed so many people. And I know that's dark, but like it's serious and I, it really knocked me down and I was really struggling, but I made it through and I have so much to be thankful for because I know so many people with the same virus didn't, or they have family members that, will never they'll never be able to like have those conversations with again and so i'm just really thankful put it into perspective for me and i i'm thankful that i made it out and i am 99.9 percent better i still have like a little (laughs) bit of like heaviness in my chest and um i get winded when i walk up the stairs so that's annoying but you sound a lot better like we talked earlier in the week and you had like really raspy voice like it almost sounded like you didn't really have a voice yes and it was really yep. deep mm-hmm. so that's awesome that's a little that was pretty deep 
but <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. Sorry to bring it down, but it, it's just like it's so important to take care of yourself in that time and take the time you need to get better. And it's interesting because like, so this is how it happened. I started, I had a little scratchy throat and of course that's the first symptom I've had in a very long time. So I'm just like, I'm going to take a home test just to be safe. And it was on a Monday. So I didn't work that day. So I took a home an antigen test and it came back negative. And so I called all of my patients, my, my patients, your patients, yes, I, I like texted and, or called all my clients and told them what's up. I said, I'm feeling fine. I just have some symptoms. I just want you to know, give you the option. I'll obviously being wearing a mask. My antigen test came back negative. And I also went right away and took a PCR test, like the one that you sent into the lab. And that usually takes like two days to get back. So, so I'm still waiting on that PCR test, but I feel okay to work. So almost all of my clients canceled for Tuesday and mm. which I'm really thankful for, but I had a couple that, um, I came into the salon. I had social distance from everyone that I could and did a couple of people in the salon and, um, masked up and everything, but it was rough that night. I was like, so sick. And I'm like, I can't work anymore. The next day I canceled everyone and then kind of started my quarantine because I just was not feeling good. And then my PCR test came back positive. And then I had to go back and tell the few clients that I did in the salon. And it was just so much stress of like, like feeling bad about being around those people. And, but no one got uh, sick, right? Yeah. No one got sick. And I took, you know, I don't think so at least. Um, I've been, I've told everyone, let me know how you're feeling, monitor your symptoms. And, um, but this is a story that everyone's like so many people in our country and our world have gone through. So I just, I guess I'm relating to the rest of the world in this and I'm, it could have been a lot worse. And I had already kind of started my isolating because I just to be care- safe and right. Um, and my coworkers are really great. They helped carry the load and. Um, I was supposed to do a wedding on Saturday, which I was really bummed that I had to miss out because she was a good friend of mine. And um, so that I'm was sure she hard. understood. Oh, yeah, definitely. And she's been very careful with COVID. So it was like, if you have a symptom, no, nope, don't come near. And I right. Totally Please don't come to my that. wedding where all yeah. of my friends and family are. <laughs> mm-hmm. And everything was outside and everything. So they're very like careful, but it's just was like, oh, but, um, but I was thinking like, how many times do we have, like, do we get sick and we don't give ourselves the time to rest and get over it? Like all the time, yeah. all the time. I mean, before everything happened in the world, I would go, if I didn't have a fever, I was at work. Right. Yeah. So, and I mean, and you never, and then it just takes so long to heal. Whereas in this case, it's like. I probably could have gone to work and powered through like two days after, you know, right. maybe taken one day off and then powered through the next day, but right. you're not actually recovered. Whereas COVID it like, no, you have to stay home. Yeah. I mean, you have to. <laughs> yeah. And if we were to treat everything like that and give it the same severity, I wonder, I feel like people will be a lot healthier. You know, probably, but it's the 
the world we're living in. Yeah. So tell me about your, tell me about some roses and thorns for you because yeah. I just rambled a whole lot. <laughs> so, uh, for sure. My rose is still this new house, uh, getting adjusted and putting everything where it belongs has been really fun for me. Cause I love to organize, uh, mm-hmm. Like, I am an organization freak. (laughs) Every box was already, like, labeled with the room that it goes in and all of the, our decor and all of that. So getting it out and putting it away is the most satisfying part. So that's amazing that you like that. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um. But that leads me to the thorn is, so we moved out of our old house and into this house and we did it really quickly. Like everything was packed up. We just put it in the U-Haul and came. Well, we kind of forgot that we still have to like do stuff at the old house. And so today and tomorrow, well today, because today is the only day that uh, Bradley has off, uh, he and I are going to go and clean the old house and you know patch holes paint all of that stuff so that is a thorn only because we procrastinated and now we have to do it all in one day right so we brought it upon ourselves but and it's so hard too because you're in your new place it's just like it's hard to want to go back and like deal with all of that and you're like I just want to move ahead and move forward (laughs) I know and I think it was like two days ago we were over there just grabbing some like small stuff that we just forgot things in closets and stuff like that and we looked at each other and we were like how did we ever live here this place is so (laughs) small (laughs) I guess we just make do right do right yeah Exactly. Yeah. I mean, we wanted to live in the city and part of living in the city was uh, having a small place. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But there's, I mean, you know, you'll probably look back and, and whenever I have like moved, I always feel like I look back at the old house it, when you're living in it, you're like, God, it's so annoying. And then you move out and like a couple of years go by and you're just like, oh, I miss that. Oh, I miss yeah. that cupboard. <laughs> <laughs> I will say like, I'm going to miss like our staircase. I, we really curated the like decorations on that wall. It was, uh, so for those who don't know, we're Disney freaks. We're Disney adults. I have a literal <laughs> aerial on my forearm that completely covers my forearm (laughs) um but so all of our disney memorabilia all of our ears uh pictures of us at disney we had old vintage antique disney stuff like uh those metal thermos mailboxes or uh lunch boxes and we i had them all going up the stairs and they like even things that it looked like a cracker barrel a cracker barrel of disney things cute yeah well you'll have to disney fire your new place i think we're gonna contain the disney to one room in this place yeah i don't i don't think we're gonna let everyone know that we're disney adults (laughs) uh there will be little hidden gems here and there but i think only people 
Only people who um, are in that room or people who listen to this podcast know. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but oh yeah, I think God. we're going to try so, and kind of contain it this time. <laughs> well, um, there's nothing wrong with that. I love it. <laughs> um, so since we're talking about self-care and all week, I've literally been doing nothing but trying to self-care. Um, we figured that this would be a good topic for our episode and what does it look like self-care if you're getting better from being sick or if you're like in the throes of your month and things are busy and you're working your tail off, how do you self-care? So, um, I, I did consult with a friend on this topic because it's something that I believe is important, especially in everyone's industry. But when you're in a service industry and you're really a giver, it's especially important to take a step back and say like, how can I make sure my, my needs are met in life? So, um, you can be the best you can be for yourself, but also others. Right. You have to fill your own love cup before you can fill others. Yeah. And that's and a good I think way of looking too- at it. It's like your, your cup or your bucket, see how full is your bucket. And if you, if it's empty, that's when you need to do some self-assessment and try and figure out how to fill it up. Mm-hmm. There's a study uh, that I read quite a long time ago, so I don't actually have a reference for it, but they referred to it as like spoons and your spoons is the emotional energy that you have to give in the day. So say you start every day with like 10 spoons and maybe some days getting up, getting out of bed and making your bed takes up one full spoon or like some days, maybe it takes up four. Um, it's almost like you're you're equating your spoons to your emotional availability. So you've given pretty much about half of yourself just getting out of bed today. So how can mm-hmm. you gain those spoons back but giving back to yourself? Yes. So um, one of my dear friends um, went to school for health and wellness. And um, one of the things that they talked about a lot are the seven dimensions of wellness. And I've personally, I just remember we were roommates in college. So while she was going through this, I would, she would talk a lot about this. And I, I remember, oh, that's so interesting. I'd go back to it. And, and sometimes it's like, I'll use this tool to kind of check in with myself. And um, it's a good one to like kind of do self check in. So I'm going to read to you the seven dimensions of wellness. So the first one is physical. The next is emotional, intellectual, social, spiritual, environmental, and occupational. So a lot of times we only focus on that last one is occupational. Like how am I doing? How's work? Because that takes up most of your time is your work. We're working 40 hours a week, most of us. And if not, then that's great, but (laughs) it takes up most of your time. But every, all of those other things I listed are just as important. Right. And, um, so and everyone's different. So like how I, my, my physical need, usually I need to be like at least three times a week, I should be working out and or getting some kind of physical exercise. But when you have COVID, it's like, no, <laughs> your physical wellness is that you sit on your bum and you like, don't exercise. So, right. so it looks it that's different for every single person. And 
it's also different depending on what life or where you are in life, what's happening. I have a friend who's like addicted to exercise in a, like, she's very healthy, very physically. She's a great athlete, but for her, sometimes it's best if she doesn't work out every single day for her health. Right. You know what I mean, because at that point it, it's an addiction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, that, that wheel, like the seven dimensions of wellness is a great way to just kind of like look in and assess, like, how am I doing emotionally? What do I need to do? Like, do I need to, um, deal with some emotions or am I dealing with emotions too much? And then intellectually, like, what am I reading? Am am I learning anything? So like, what do you do physically to make sure that you're checking in with your seven dimensions of wellness? Right. Well, in the summer, I, I, I do have friends who are like on a very strict workout plan where they, they have like this whole schedule played out and that's what they're going to do. But I personally like to just listen to my body and see what it needs. And for me, it's balance. So in the summer, I love to run, but if I'm just running, then my knees get tired. So, um, I try and balance it with swimming and lifting weights and I'm hoping to do some more biking this summer and do all around like training. Okay. So that's what I do in the summer. In the winter, I, you guys know, I love to cross country ski and snowboard and every once in a while snowshoe, but it is kind of hard because I, I like to work out outside. So in that transition when it's like fall and there's no snow, but it's also too cold to be outside. Then those are the, <laughs> those are the seasons that I have to rely on my other dimensions of wellness to get by. Okay. I was going to, so you, in the fall, is that kind of like your downtime as far as working out goes? Cause you can't really do much outside. Yeah. Fall and spring in our areas, it's kind of hard. Cause it's like the mud season. So spring it's like the roads maybe are still icy and it's like freezing, but there's not enough snow to go skiing but it's still gross to go running. So those times I, I do struggle and you have to f- rely on the other aspects like your intellectual and your social and spiritual, all of those you kind of want to lean on. But it's all about balance because if you focus too much on one of the dimensions, then the other things are going to be out of line. And right. um, yeah, but how about you, Hunter? What do you do for physical Well, I was sitting here thinking about it. I was like, dang, what do I do for my physical well-being? (laughs) But um, I would say in the winter, I do like to go to the gym. I don't do it as frequently as I should, obviously. But um, I do enjoy it. I feel a lot better mentally whenever I go to the gym and get like work off some steam. But uh, in the summer, I really, really, really enjoy doing yard work. So being outside in the sun, sweating, digging dirt, you know, uh, and then that that also checks off the environmental. So then you're doing two of them. It does. Yeah. Two and one. Exactly. Yeah. So in the summertime or I guess early spring, summer, I like to be outside digging in dirt and Mm -hmm. that takes a lot of physical energy. Let me tell you. (laughs) Yeah. Totally. Lifting, pulling up rocks. It's. It is not for the faint of heart digging, but it's so much fun and so satisfying to then have like this whole environment that you created. Yeah. Yeah. And I, 
that's one thing I love is when you can, and I, I guess that's a, a trick in working like with this whole dimensions of wellness is when you can morph a couple into one. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, physical also isn't just working out. It's like, what are you visit? I wish that we had my friend, Stephanie on this podcast (laughs) that we could interview and we will in the future. So, um, we can get her, um, professional talk on this too. But physical is also like, what are you putting into your body? Like, what are you eating and stuff like that? So it's more than just working out. But Well, and in that case, I drink a lot of coffee. <laughs> me too. <laughs> I am not being kind to my body. It's like, give me protein. And I'm like, give me caffeine. Yes, I know. <laughs> I don't oh. need protein. Caffeine can keep me going. Yes. Oh, I'm in the same boat as you, Hunter. But, <laughs> oh, so. but I guess going on like emotional, what about what for you uh, does that mean? <sighs> um, emotional. That's the hardest one for me, I think. I really have a hard time tapping into my own emotions. I'm really good at tapping into other people's emotions and helping other people process, but that's one that's I really struggle with. And that also it ties into my Enneagram type too. I have a I'm very out of touch with my own emotions. I'm just gonna be real. <laughs> How about You're you, like, Hunter? We can disassociate <laughs> and go. Um I feel like as a Taurus, um <laughs> you refer to your Enneagram, I refer to my sun signs. But um I feel like for me, I'm really in tap with emotion in general, like reading other people's emotions, reading my own emotions. So uh, where I struggle with my emotions is getting them out of my body via mm-hmm. my mouth, like orally saying how I'm feeling. Um I feel like a lot of times I'm just like, hey, I don't know how to say this, so I'm going to say it exactly how it's in my mind. And... I need you to know that this is how I mean it, but it's probably not going to sound like that because it just has to get out of the brain and out of my mouth. But what I found through, uh, for a long time, I was going to therapy every week. Um, And what I found through that is that I express my emotions best when I write them down, but not everyone understands it that way so it's not like you know you can't every time write someone a letter and that be it or send a text message because that's not the proper way to communicate emotions but you could write it down and read it to them I could that is a way that I could do that Mm -hmm. but yeah I would say that's I emotions are easy for me to understand hard for me to express yeah I can relate to that last statement and <clears throat> I think one thing about this whole wellness thing it's it's good to talk to other people to see how they process because for me someone who struggles with processing my emotions it's good to talk to you who learn techniques how you process because even practicing how other people process, is a way that you can process. So like you said for you, you just need to speak it out. So saying like, I feel sad or I feel 
upset or I feel anxious. I think that is a good practice. Like when you don't know, when you don't know how to process, if you can just speak it out, like I could use your technique and maybe it sounds like, um, juvenile, but you can just in moments where you don't know, you can just exercise speaking it out. So I wouldn't say juvenile. I would definitely say like, it's a building block, right? right? Like it's foundational. Mm-hmm. you can't do goes, anything without to, a strong foundation yeah and, and it goes back to how we process as a child like I remember when my niece is here she's she's five or she's five and she um my mom had gotten her this like little toy it was like a pineapple like Mr. Pineapple or it was kind of like Mr. Potato Head or Mr. and Mrs. Potato Head uh-huh. um but it's a pineapple and it has all these emotions and the idea of it is to try and process, like teach a child how to process their emotions. And so that works for us too. Like, even if you like the little pineapple person, you can just like put on a face and say, this is how I'm feeling. So if that's what you need to do for yourself or others, then go for it. Yeah. It's funny that you mentioned that because it just brought to memory. My mom used to always make me write things down. And so, a you know, product of my raising, now I write things down to express emotions. Yeah. I had yeah. an aha moment just then as you were speaking. That's so interesting. Um, but another thing that helps you, so like I struggle with emotional dimension, but if I can get other things in line, like if I can get my social, my spiritual, environmental, all of those, if those are in line, then I feel like it's easier to tap into the the other ones that are a little more difficult yeah but um again it's like what we were saying how how can you lump them together so for me another thing that I love to do is when I work out I like to be outside so then you're you're in an environment and then also I like to do it with other people too so so you're social checking off your social but sometimes when I feel like I have a hard time tapping into my emotional I will one really good way for me to tap into my emotional is by being outside alone. So mm-hmm. I, I go to the environmental alone so I can tap into my emotional. It's hard for me to focus on my own emotions when I'm around others. Sometimes mm-hmm. that's, um, and I think too, the social for me, at least my social balance mm-hmm. is my quiet time because mm-hmm. Like, especially doing what we do and giving so much energy every day, I feel like I recharge the best and the fastest when I am alone by myself. So for me, my social is being able to have that private time by myself so that I can be social in the real world. The social one is pretty easy to figure out as hairstylists because mm-hmm. we're always around people but in the end of the day too how is that like how are you relating to people are you are your relationship with people at work is different than your relationship with your friends outside of work mm-hmm. oh so. yeah absolutely I would say and I have friends that I work with Uh huh. I would say but then I also have work friends Mm -hmm. so 
I exactly what you're saying. Yeah. And so it's just like interesting to look at all of these aspects and see how they tie together. Yeah. And, and really like use it as a tool to check in where am I at and how can I, like there's worksheets and stuff that you can do and, um, well, I've never even heard of these seven dimensions of wellness. Like I just Googled it as you were talking about it. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. It's very interesting to see, like, to learn and, and grow personally and help others grow. Another tool is like, like you were saying, your sun signs and your horoscope, or that's a tool that you can use to see how you relate or Enneagram or Myers-Briggs. Those all can tie in with like the seven areas of wellness. So you can learn who you are and how you can fit into the world and how you relate to others, but then also learning about others and how they can relate to you. And, and it gives you a lot more understanding and I guess the ability to be empathetic with others. Mm -hmm. And I think that that ties into the intellectual portion of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Learning learning and growing. And yeah, intellectual, it takes work to like, you want to actively be be learning in life. And so many times I just, it's easy to go and just like turn your mind off and watch like a Netflix show instead of actually like learning and applying. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But sometimes that's what you need. It's all about balance. Like sometimes you need to just turn off your mind. And then other times you need to proactively discipline yourself to say, no, all right, mind, do not turn off. Let's learn. Let's grow. (laughs) Yeah, I absolutely. Uh, and we've already kind of talked about the social. Mm-hmm. What about spiritual? So this, the spiritual obviously looks different for everyone where they're at, what your worldviews are, who you, you know, but it is, I believe it's super important. It's important to like search for truth and search for, um, you know, have peace in your heart. And so whatever that looks like, but, um, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then we've already kind of talked about environmental too, kind of creating your space. Mm-hmm. And nature is so important. And I, and there's so many aspects to these dimensions of wellness. So if you're, a, if you're a health and wellness promotion person and you're listening, feel free to correct us, but I, I know that each dimension goes really, really deep, but, um, and it's more than just surface, like, oh, environmental, you know, plant some trees. <laughs> it's more well, than Well, I, I also see like environmental is like the environment that you're in, no matter where you are, make like mm-hmm. creating your own safe space. I, I feel like growing up gay, like walking into any room, I was immediately searching for like scanning the room in searching for my safe space mm-hmm. and like gravitating towards that whether it's like a person or a area of the room that I feel the most comfortable in things like that like really creating my own personal environment right is super important for me personally so I mean it could go into like your home making sure that you have your space at home to look and feel how you want it to look and feel and so you don't feel trapped in your own environment right 
Yeah. And that is so, that is so interesting. Cause I feel like, um, like think about your phone too, cause that is creating an environment. And I was listening to someone talk about how, like, if your phone thinks that you are like depressed, like all of a sudden you're going to get song recommendations that are sad and you're going to like Facebook and Instagram will start sending you memes that are sad and you know what I mean? So like Mm -hmm. you really have to protect, like I had a friend who was um, pregnant and all of a sudden, like, you know, we were talking about pregnancy and talking about this and this and that all of a sudden my phone starts like sending me all of this pregnancy stuff. And I'm like, oh my gosh, <laughs> you know, that's just a weird example of like, <laughs> I'm not pregnant. <laughs> so, but create a safe place. And so sometimes that literally means like unplugging, like turn your phone off. I do that frequently. Good, good. My con- and- my notifications are constantly silenced. <laughs> yeah, and create that safe place because your phone doesn't create it for you. And that's what you're, you're spending so much time looking at your screen that you really could be da- damaging yourself and not even knowing it. Or mm-hmm. the algorithms are accidentally. But I really truly believe one of the safest places is in nature. If you, I mean, well there's some unsafe things about nature too, but like, I was like, I beg to differ. <laughs> I know we're different. There are bugs and snakes <laughs> and bears and lions. I just love, like, there's a moment we have a park in our town called Miners Memorial. And I love to run like trail run there. And I also ski there in the winter and everything snowshoe. And it is the safest place. Like you can go on that trail and the trees don't judge you. The trees don't care what, who you identify as, who you hang out with. The trees don't like the flowers in the side don't care who, what your boss told you at work. And that cool rock over there could care less if your client was mean to you, but it's still there and it's going to treat you the same as the person who walks next to it the same. And I'm skiing past this like little um grassy or field I guess it's not grassy if it's snowy but this open field (laughs) there's grass underneath okay (laughs) I you know I'll be skiing past this open field and the field is going to give me the same kind of love as the field is going to give the next person who's skiing past and that is there's something really special about that so Environmental is huge for me. Just being somewhere where there's outdoors, water, water is huge. I need to be by water. That's the most peaceful I can be is like in water on a boat, on a boat, Mm -hmm. in the water, literally just like closing my eyes and floating in a house by the lake with a beautiful dock. Mm -hmm. It's just the Um, best. It's the best area to be in. Mm hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And what I find interesting too, is that occupational is the last thing on the list. I know. And I wonder if that's intentional, but we always put everyone it's how's work going. Uh People ask, how are you? Oh, work's been going good. Right. Work's been busy. (laughs) I've been super busy. It's great. I'm not tired at all. 
I'm just I waiting have, for someone to be like, you know what? My spiritual me- needs are not being met right now. And <laughs> I just really, <laughs> or someone who's like, you know what? My intellectual, it's been great. I've, I've learned this, 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 and that. Mm-hmm. I just, and I, I want someone not to say something about work. And I am in that, in that same camp because work really is our identity. And, mm-hmm. and when we're not working, it's like a time to check in and be like, oh, wow. I, there's so many more dimensions to who I am besides my occupation. Exactly. It's just what you happen to do for a living. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> something that we have to do is have yeah. an occupation. Yeah, um, it's true. But also different cultures value occupation differently. Like us in the West, it's like we live to work and many places in Europe, they work to live. So you go to work so you can enjoy your your off time. But yeah, I would say I'm definitely in the work to live category. I do a lot of living. (laughs) Good, good. And that's, that's how it should be. Mm -hmm. But yeah, getting back to the seven dimensions of wellness, it's just so important to practice mindfulness. Um, one one thing that I am going to do in the next week, it's a goal of mine, take, write down all of the seven dimensions. And if you just Google seven dimensions, write down each thing. And then under each category, write how you, like, what are you doing in that, in that circle? And um, you can even like kind of gauge by writing it all down, you can see which areas are thriving and which ones are lacking. And then kind of come up with game plans of how are you going to balance? Does this mean I need to spend more time writing in a journal to help process emotions? Or maybe I need to like contemplate like meditation and like being alone and, and get tapping into my core beliefs and ethics to like help my, the spiritual, what is it that you need to do to balance that? And then if you can, like, I hate this analogy because I don't like the idea of killing birds, but if you can kill two birds with one stone and go on a run with a friend or um, maybe meditate outside, then you're like fulfilling your spiritual and your environmental. Or maybe if you maybe go on TikTok and instead of watching some random dumb prank, watch like an intellectual learn something follow a couple more people who are like talking about history or um it doesn't always have to be for us we're always watching hair videos how we can put a new (laughs) foil in but maybe stretch yourself and do something different that's like and you can like tiktok makes it so easy to you can go on the tiktok app and go to the search and search learned on tiktok or i learned on tiktok or history or art or whatever you want to look at on tiktok you can curate your own feed and that's that's so cool to me yes yes so um practice those things write it but i think the practice of actually writing it down and like looking at each category is going to help you that is a really good exercise to do and then just like check in and see like wow well I haven't tapped in with my emotions in a long time and wow my occupational category is overpowering everything else and I haven't been able to get some sleep so maybe I'm going to get an extra hour of sleep this week just to help with my emotional 
So that is our challenge to everyone. And I'm going to accept the challenge as well because I really like that. I like the way to write it down and be more mindful about where I am. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Good. Great. Well, well, and it fits in with you because you like to be organized and you like to write. So <laughs> I do. I'm looking over exercise. here at my bookshelf and all of my notebooks. I'm like, which you're one like... am I going to use? <laughs> a plus Hunter. I already know you're going to get an A plus in this assignment. <laughs> Gold star. Well, thank you guys so much for tuning in to another episode of Break Room Banter. It's uh, been a joy to have you for yet another season. This is episode 20. This what? is, yeah, this is the end of season two. I looked that oh up gosh. while we were on our little break earlier. How have we recorded 20 episodes? I have no clue. All right. Uh, if you'd like to follow us on our social media journeys, uh, our podcast Instagram is at Break Room Banter Pod. Our, my Instagram is at Hair X Hunter. Anna's Instagram is at Anna.SHR8Hair. And I have a website. You can sign up for a mailing list uh, to which I will not be filling your inboxes with all of my stuff, but I'll just kind of keep you updated. I'll give uh, all of my links and affiliate codes and discounts that you guys can use. And uh you can find our podcast there. There's a bunch of stuff on there. Just check it out. It's www.hairxhunter.com. And with all of that, thanks again. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.